0: Welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the podcast edition. As we continue our off-the-air, on-the-internet podcast programming, we've got John Murphy from the Rally Pro Cycling team on the phone with us today. John, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to uh, great to chat with you. Uh, as we always do, we've got a little track news uh, to give to everybody. Um, as most people know by now, the track Masters National Championships and Paranationals, which were originally scheduled for the end of June, beginning of July, have been postponed. Um, but so far, USA Cycling has not given us a new date. Uh, track and ju- uh, Junior and Elite Nationals are still scheduled for the end of July, uh, potentially, and we'll see how far things go um, as far as scheduling those events, and uh, something probably closer to John's Heart. Road Nationals, uh, which have been scheduled originally for the 18th through the 21st of June, have been postponed. Uh, and John, just out of curiosity, have you heard any, any more news about National Championships?
1: I have not. Yeah, I'm not really sure where they're what where their heads at, what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's pretty up in the air across the board at the moment, uh understandably so. Um given given where we're at with all this covid stuff, uh what have you been doing to stay fit?
1: Yeah, Jason, I've been pretty active. Um I've been riding the rollers a lot, like I'm sure most most uh most people stuck inside have been have been doing. Um out on my mountain bike a little bit, not very much. I'm trying to stay as safe as I can and when I ride mountain bikes. Yeah. Uh you know, it gets dicey out there, so not a ton of that, but um when I can I'm out there. You know, I do a lot of core work. Uh T R X, BOSU ball, full ball, like a lot of a lot of uh in the garage type core workouts has been mm-hmm. been a big thing for me and and uh, I guess so part of the Core workout and the the trainer rollers riding. I've also been using my sauna a lot, so that's been super helpful just to sweat. So
0: <laughs> and yeah, and going so, good. Yeah, tell tell me more about this sauna experience. We've been talking about getting a sauna for a few years, but haven't pulled pulled the trigger yet.
1: Yeah, my wife and I are big big saunaers. We uh we love it for all the reasons. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of lot of there are various reasons why like health benefits that you can can get from the sauna but you know we we just I don't know it's just so convenient to have one uh in our garage and so last year I I uh I just installed it myself and you know I was able to get was able to get some some really high high quality cedar um from a local source and uh yeah it was it was pretty cool to build, like really fun project for me. And then, like, yeah, once it was done, uh, it's and it's been really amazing to to be able to have my own my own sauna I can have it to up to two hundred degrees or even higher. Wow! Um, and to get to to get to do that on top of regular training and and stuff has been big. Uh, has been big for me.
0: Yeah. So did I'm you, big, you? I'm a big it believer. From, you you built it from scratch. It sounds like.
1: Well, I put I have like a little kind of. Uh, a little, like, closet, like, an open-walled closet in my garage that I was able to fit it in perfectly and then have an electrician do the wiring. And then, yeah, it's, it's an electric heater that I okay. put in there. So it's a pretty straightforward process. You just have to insulate it and, you know, hang the cedar and build yourself a door and make it make it kind of a nice little sanctuary. Um, but, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it was, like, the, the feat of building it wasn't, like, it's not crazy. Like, any, any, any avid DIYer would be able to handle it. Um, it's just super nice to have. I don't think a lot of people, you know. Actually, like you said, a lot of people don't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, they're thinking about it. I gotta believe the
0: recovery benefits are huge.
1: I feel great when I use it. I mean, I I use it almost every single day, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's nice to be home and have that.
0: I bet it is. How uh, I suppose you don't. It's pretty rare that you get when you're out on the road traveling with the team. You don't get a sauna very often, do you?
1: <laughs> no, I do. Like if I if there's much air travel to a race, I'm always looking to see if there is a sauna at the at the hotel because that's like something you can do. Like when you land and there's maybe not enough time to ride, but you can maybe squeeze a 20-minute sauna session in. So a lot of these hotels, you know, especially in Europe, might have one. Um, it just depends on where you're at. Sure, so I'm always looking for that.
0: Have you been, uh, speaking of racing, have you been doing any of the virtual races yet with the team?
1: I'm not, I've not done one yet, but I reckon uh, I'm due for one soon. We're, we're going to be doing some stuff next week, so it should be pretty exciting. So, yeah, yeah, I think
0: so I'm, you... I'm on tap for that. That's great. Which, which race are you going to be a part of? Do you know yet? Uh, tour for The Tour for All. What's the, what's the, the format of that going to be?
1: Oh, here we go. What's the format? So i got to look it up, too, because I'm <laughs> –
0: um,
1: it'll be five one-day events, May 4th to the 8th, three riders per day. I'm assuming that means per team. Yeah. Um, each rider can do two races. So um, race details we just got. I haven't actually looked them over yet. Assault. Uh I either said it was hilly or climbing, so I'm like, Oh great, I'm gonna just get destroyed.
0: <laughs> it's right
1: in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So I don't know I don't know kind of about it. I've never really done a Zwift race before. I've done a little bit of Zwifting in my in my past, but not I'm not an expert by any means.
0: It it seems like it's it's really about power more than anything else. I mean, you know, when you see the numbers those guys are putting out in like the digital Swiss race, they were kinda of astronomical.
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm a little bit nervous how it's gonna go because I'm not a very good E racer, I don't think. I'm like I <laughs> I'm definitely like an on the road type of racer. Yeah. And so we'll see we'll see how it goes. I'm I definitely I understand the need to do it, so let's let's see. Let's just jump in.
0: Sure. Good you know, something something new, right? After a after a nearly thirteen year career, fourteen years almost for you, uh as a as a pro, uh something new and different, right?
1: yeah I'm up for it you know yeah. let's just uh see how we can if we can bring a bunch of people into it that'd be awesome
0: absolutely what uh what's been the most challenging part of this whole uh stay at home situation for you so far
1: oh that's uh that's a tough one um there's been plenty of challenges for for me probably the biggest challenge is obviously i've got i've got two kids here i've got a, a three and a half year old and a two-month-old
0: yeah congratulations so, by
1: the way. thank you yeah we're we're super blessed and everybody's everybody's healthy and happy so that's good. going good but we we typically have uh child care set up with, for liam um generally five days a week i mean it's not he's not in daycare so to speak he's just got mm-hmm. these programs that he goes to and so those have all been shut down obviously sure. and so yeah we got we're we're uh everyone's home all day long. My wife works from home, so you know, we got everybody here and it's just hard to uh I think the biggest challenge is just keeping keeping Liam occupied and stimulated and uh-huh. you know, fed nutritious meals and everything you're trying to do to keep everybody healthy. It's just it's it's uh it's a little different than my typical day-to-day now.
0: Have you have you found some some hidden benefits or some things that you've really been able to enjoy?
1: been a really rewarding experience as a father to be here for like i probably would have been i would have been on the road now for over a month and i've had i've gotten to spend all this extra time with my newborn daughter marley and so that's that's amazing that i get to to be here with her and you know life does go on it's just it's slower <laughs> right because we we don't go out and see people and there's only so much we can do so Absolutely. you know, to be with your family and hold your family close, I think is the number one priority. I'm aware that I'm in a, I'm lucky in a lucky position that we have a, a, night, a home with a, a big backyard and mm-hmm. and you know we we've got some room here. So that's great. You know, it's it's just been it's been really positive for me. But I know that a lot of people are not in such situations that they have, you know, they can go outside and. And, yeah, and be still right. kind of isolated, and not have to worry about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What uh, What have you and the team been doing to sort of stay engaged and cohesive uh, while you've been away from each other?
1: Yeah, Rally Cycling has been uh, doing an excellent job of communicating to us what you know what's happening on on their side from from management and also like race some a race uh, the ra- just the what races are are saying to us about. Canceling or postponing or whatever, um, which obviously there's not a ton of information passed. Like, yeah, everything's canceled right now. Mm-hmm. So they've been reaching out. Um, the communication has been, been outstanding, to be honest, from the directors and and uh, and the riders are are banding together and talking a lot to each other. And we did a big old, big old uh, Zoom uh, video meeting with the whole team last week, and I'm sure we'll be doing doing a lot more of those. So, yeah, we've been in, in touch with each other quite a bit since this all sort of unfolded.
0: Have you been working toward some team uh, training plans, or have you been kind of working out on your own kind of thing? What's been your your workout plan of late? Yeah,
1: it's sort of on a <laughs> – we're sort of in a simmer I would say we're just yeah. trying to keep, I'm, I'm just trying to stay active and fit. And I, and I, there's no way I could be working towards any kind of goal or uh, yeah. you know, there's no event that we're thinking about like, well, for sure happens. So we'll plan for that. Um, so it's hard to really, to be too like g'd up for, for a certain race. So you you know, mostly just staying healthy, staying active and just waiting for that green light.
0: You know, yeah, in some ways it's got to almost feel like December in terms of what your training plan is, right <laughs>
1: Well, in December, my son would have been in a five five uh day a week morning school that helps out, and I balance everything so
0: um a typical
1: a typical uh training day for me is is out the door,
0: yeah. Definitely a different scenario now, for sure. Are you? Uh, yeah, am Go
1: ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, it's it's really tough for um, for parents right now. Like, yeah, for for parents to have a setup that works for them and their work with their kids, that, you know, whether they're in like real school or, or they have you know stuff set up like like we do with Liam goes to a, a morning a mom's morning out at one of our local churches, and then he goes to another. Uh, Montessori school, so, you know, yeah, it's just, I, parents are parents are in a really tough spot right now that I, yeah. I commiserate.
0: <laughs> has uh, has this situation changed your thoughts on racing and training, kind of generally?
1: That's, that's a tough question. Um, not really. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely see racing as something that, you know, is, is like a auxiliary thing that, you know, obviously when, when, uh, when we have some of this happening, like, yeah, we don't need to be thinking about the races, right. We need to be thinking about the health of our, of our people. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's an extent, there's a part of me that says, yeah, we'll we'll get back to racing when we're, when that's, when everything else is good. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know when that's going to be, you know, I'm getting any younger sitting here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you are you concerned at all about getting uh, back between the fences uh, you know with given the you know sort of contagious level of this, this 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 virus Yeah
1: I mean I'm definitely concerned if they try to push it before before we we're, we're ready you yeah. know I think there's a number of things that could happen that could help us you know get back to racing Mm-hmm. Clearly, a vaccine, a, a, yeah. a widely available vaccine would be the biggest, uh, you know, determining factor. But maybe there's some more stuff that can happen. Maybe some other stuff that I don't know about that we could do mm-hmm. to get it back up and running. I don't know. I, For me, I think that, like, big international travels for things that aren't absolutely critical, you know, when's that going to be okay to do again? That's the bigger mm-hmm. question for me. hmm so you see that you see that opening up, and then you know hopefully the races can follow.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, do you have a, a sense of what the long term impacts might be on cycling? I mean, what's what, what have people been saying inside the peloton about this?
1: Nobody knows. You know, I mean, I think that I don't know. How do you predict what sponsors are going to be are going to be? Uh, what their appetite's going to be like when all mm-hmm. this blows over what are they going to I think <laughs> I don't know if you ask me what I think I'm probably going to be wrong but um, <laughs> or predict what's going to happen I'd be I'd be wrong but I feel like a lot of a lot of companies have been hit really 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 hard and I feel like sponsorship is going to be more difficult and so you're going to have to races and teams are going to have to be more strategic about the sponsors they go after I'm super lucky to be on a team that's funded by you know a healthcare healthcare company. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're still we're still they're, they're working harder than ever.
0: I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. When you know it's interesting. You you mentioned the team being uh, sponsored by a healthcare company. You guys have taken kind of a different approach as a team to to engaging with with the community. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious to know about things like, you know, the healthy habits challenge and, and the role you as a as a rider play as an ambassador for the team.
1: Yeah. Uh, the team has adopted a, a campaign um, uh, pushing healthy habits to, to our people and, and try to keep, keep uh, everyone inspired to kind of just, even though you're stuck at home, you can still be working towards progress with your health and your fitness, and um, and there's a lot of ways to do that. And so we're just trying to kind of help communicate various ways to, you know, keep yourself healthy and, you know, motivated to just keep pushing forward. And and uh, the campaign is, is Healthy Habits with Poydo, and, and, yeah, we've done a lot of uh, – a lot of different stuff in terms of how you can exercise at home with with uh, with just anything or you know a, a bit where we everyone's FaceTiming with friends or family and just connection. Um, last week we did a bit on on getting just the importance of good sleep, and so yeah, you know we're we're doing what we can to kind of reach out and to push push positive messaging when when. At, you know, at a time where there's not
0: a lot of that. Yeah. What's What's been the reaction to the challenge? I think it's
1: going good. I think uh, it's been fun to do. So that's nice. It's always good when, when the, uh, when the the homework assignment is something fun. So that's, <laughs> that's good for us. And I think you know the engagement's been pretty good. That's pretty much what, what uh, what most influen most influencers are doing right now is is pushing some type of, you know stay fit from home, stay healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, we can do this. We can do yep. it together. Like you know, you're all isolated at home and we're all hopefully staying at home, but we're we're connected more than ever with our our devices. So, mm-hmm. we're we're using it to the best of our ability.
0: Are you going to be spotlighted in any of the upcoming challenge uh activities?
1: I don't know yet. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'm sure
1: I will be. Have you been lobbying for that? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever,
0: you know. You're not demand, demanding the microphone. <laughs> you know, I never I'm never one to
1: take a mic.
0: So this is the, this is your second season uh, with Rally. What uh, what was it initially that drew you to the squad at the beginning of last season?
1: Um, if I'm honest, uh, I've been teammates with Ty Magner for. Uh, Several years, we've been teammates on United Healthcare and Halowesco, and so we're obviously really good friends from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was a big driver. He was he moved over there the year before, mm-hmm. and he was really really happy. And, and uh, you know the race program was super strong, and guys are cool. And he like he was the whole year talking with me, wanting me to <laughs> consider it, and and yeah. So then Jonas and I and I mean, you know, I want to I want to be on a team that uh, has the highest like highest motivation to win, the guys that want to win. And I'm not saying that like everyone's going to be able to win these races that we do, but yeah, you know, it's a it's a super strong, really deep team, and mm-hmm. it's really it's a really uh, fun challenge to be a part of because everybody's really really good at bike racing, so it makes me raise my game
0: that's uh, that's got to be a, a a fun thing to be able to have people pushing you and, and you know but working with you at the same time yeah
1: it's a it's a privilege to be on a team with so many you know spectacular bike racers and yeah i'm just trying to enjoy it while while i'm still here while this while they'll still have me
0: how as you look back on that first uh season last year what, what were some of the standout moments for you
1: Last year we had a lot of new races for me, um, and I've been racing for quite a while, so that was that was uh, that was pretty cool to just to start a bunch of new one-day races in France that I had never done, and and uh, had never been to Luxembourg, I never raced there, and that was super super beautiful, um, you know, just kind of doing that European uh, those European stints of six to eight weeks where we're just Day in day out, just like slogging out the the hard races, and mm-hmm. you know you have to be at your top to be competitive. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like it was a it was a uh, really difficult year as far as the races go because it seemed like I didn't do very many field sprints, <laughs> and that's typically what I do to to win races. So sure. it, it was tougher for me to not not do really any racing in America where you would generally build your confidence and, mm-hmm. um, you know, get to kind of be the big fish for a change. So sure. it's a year of being the small fish a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's what I, I mean, I've raced in Europe enough to know that's exactly what's going to happen. But, um, we had a lot of fun last year. We didn't win a ton of races, but I was a part of, uh, uh Colin Joyce's win and Rutland. Um, that was a super, a super cool race, kind of like an off-road, a lot of like gravel sections, and that was super fun to do. I bet. And uh, for for Colin to win, that was huge. So that was that was kind of an experience. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, it was super fun. And
0: so as you as you look ahead to the to the coming season, how how do you feel like the team is positioned? We're still talking about 2020, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we're, we're good. I
1: mean, you know, our sponsors are strong, and we're, we're able to, you know, to do whatever reduced calendar they put in front of us, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of we're going to still have the resources to, to race. And I think, I think many teams aren't, aren't even going to be able to do that, or they're just hoping it comes back sooner so that they, they still can. So mm-hmm. our team is positioned well to, uh, to come out of this. Just a matter of making sure that the races are positioned well enough to.
0: Yeah. As, as you looked at the original calendar, were there some races that were specifically going to uh, be the play to your strengths?
1: Uh, I was pretty excited about doing the Trobro race in France. That was going to be pretty fun. Um, you know, We had some wild cards out there for some of the World Tour stuff you know i always I would always love to do Roubaix again that would be mm-hmm. super cool um and then yeah, we were just kind of waiting to see if any of the bigger stuff was gonna gonna come our way and let the schedule play out and uh mm-hmm. so yeah i mean I, I i i try to I try to be really steady all year so that I can always take advantage of an opportunity you know for for me as a sprinter. have to be in good shape but it's like I can still win and not be on like the best shape of my life because if it comes to a field sprint you know if that's not about that so um, I have to always be hopeful that (laughs) I might get a field sprint and uh, or Ty might get a field sprint or or another
0: one of my sprinters will get a field sprint that I can I can be an integral part for that so Mm -hmm. You, uh, you and Rob Britton are kind of the elder statesmen of the team you're actually only a couple months apart in age, um, as you think about your role in the team, what, uh, what are some of the things that, that you try to accomplish, uh, as you know, in that kind of role?
1: Yeah, I've been racing for a long time and done done a lot of the races that we're doing. Um, that being said, you know, I, a lot of times you just got to go out there and, and race and, uh, <laughs> I try to be a good voice of reason, a good voice of, good voice of balance, but, you know, the young guys on our team are super strong and, and generally the guys that we tend to also be working for. So just cause some of our guys are young, you know, they're also very, really smart and, and also mm-hmm. experienced. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I try to just be the calm, uh, got calm, you know, leader of the team who's not mm-hmm. overreacting to situations and, Yeah, I can hopefully be there when they need me.
0: Are there some specific pearls of wisdom that you uh, can share with those guys as you go into a team meeting prior to a race day?
1: You know, I think uh, a lot of racers are are typically pretty stressed about all the little details that could happen. And, and like, you know, you go into a team meeting and a lot of times – you wind up going on tangents about certain scenarios that may or may not happen. Sure. And I just try to wash. Like, <laughs> look, we don't need to go through scenarios. Like, we're going to make a plan that, that makes logical sense to us. And if we have to adjust it, we will. But we don't need to. I hate beating stuff to death, and I don't like long meetings. Like, I, can, I like to, to kind of knock it out in a few, in a simple plan as possible. Like, simple tactics make great strategies. So for me, I'm not a big talker in the meetings because you know we got to get out there and, and and just do do what we know how to do and it'll work out. So,
0: yeah, have a plan and then, you know, update and modify and adapt as uh as the situation dictates, right? It's not rocket science. The worst thing you can you can do is overthink it. <laughs> One of my favorite it's lines from yeah, I I'm sure it does. One of my favorite lines from movie history is from Bull Durham when he uh, crash goes up to the mountain and says, don't thank me, it can only hurt the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's totally true in cycling, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, you've
0: uh, you've obviously had a, a relatively long career for a pro cyclist. What do you think have been the keys to, to staying in the peloton for you for so long?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm having fun while I'm while I'm racing and training. Uh, I don't just ride my bike; it's not the only thing in my life. I also, you know, have a, a wife and and now two kids and a house I have to keep up with and and friends that I would ordinarily be seeing. <laughs> um, and so I think that a lot of times bike racers get really caught up with, you know, a lot of. Uh, details on their weight or how much they're training or how hard they're training and they're just super fully consumed and, and all that. And I don't think that's healthy. I never have, you know, I'm all about training super hard for a specific goal. But, you know, I think that most uh, most professionals probably train too much and give up too much. And at the end of it, you know, I hope, they, <laughs> I hope they have enough. I hope that things are set up well for them and they haven't just come up from a you know, an interval coma, and wonder where their life went.
0: <laughs> it's it's really easy for cyclists, I think, at every level, to be uh, a little obsessive, and it seems like you've got a nice balance in your your focus on on racing.
1: I'd like to think so. You know, I think this is a stressful sport to do if you're stressed out about everything, and so you can easily go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I don't really go crazy with it. I don't. I don't. I hold my anxiety to a pretty low level, and you know, especially through all this, it's been tough. But um, it's just different. So how could you yeah. expect anyone to be able to handle this?
0: Well, and I think it's got to help keep you, you know, especially in the midst of a chaotic bunch sprint. Uh, you know, if you can kind of maintain an even keel, it's got to be helpful as you see things moving around you.
1: I think that's uh, the main reason why I have the results that I have in racing is because. And in the last few hundred meters, i, I am able to, to remain calm, even with the inevitable bike flying across the road.
0: Right. <laughs> it always happens. Indeed. You've, uh, along the way, yeah, it's, it, it sort of brings me to mind your couple of national championships. Both had some rain impacts on the on the course, one was uh, in the rain and the mm-hmm. other was shortened by rain uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what are your recollections of those those uh, those championships
1: uh, I have never been so grateful in my life for the 2014 nationals to get shortened
0: <laughs> <laughs> was
1: I was not in shape for that race i was <laughs> i i was showing I was coming to that race with four other sprinters on my team that would be sprinting before me. So I was the like fifth sprinter that day. I wasn't wow. expecting to be sprinting for the win. And even when we were in the position to be racing for the win, I was still arguing with Brad White because he he was <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm leading you out. And I said, the hell you are, I'm leading you out. And we went <laughs> back and forth a few times. And then, and then finally just like, just shut me down. I was like, you're on my wheel until the end, and I just wow. like, I said okay, but don't be upset if I don't come around. <laughs> <laughs> but then we had Holloway with us, and that dude's too too savvy and strong to to play with. So I, we just yeah, yeah, had to just get it done. I w- I still wish that he could have uh, had that win instead of me, but you know, you got to just get the job done. Some days
0: that's uh well, that's exactly right and uh you know credit credit to you for you know being a team player but uh you know obviously the result speaks for itself you uh you've had a chance to race in a, the, some of the biggest races in the world I mean you mentioned Paris-Roubaix earlier um and I, what uh where does that rank in in your most memorable moments of your career I mean what are some of those highlights for you yeah
1: I've done some pretty awesome races uh Paris-Roubaix being the biggest race that I've done for sure, mm-hmm. um, and being in the breakaway there must have been 2015, 14 or 15. It's bad; I can't remember the year. Um, <laughs> but riding the breakaway in Roubaix was was huge. Uh, being on the on the front in the front for Arenberg Forest was a crazy, awesome experience that you know I could have never imagined. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool to go 100 and almost almost 190 K off the front before I double punctured before I double punctured and oh. who knows what would have happened. Um, I would have gotten dropped much later than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then I'm, I guess that one is huge for me, uh, and then also Athens Twilight, um, mm. winning winning that race in 2017 and then doing it again in 2018. Uh, that was a huge priority for me in my career to, to get, to get the win. And, uh, cause that was the race I grew up in Georgia and that was the race that got me really, uh, amped up on, on, on racing, on road racing. And when I finally, like, when someone finally explained to me that, you know, these guys doing the pro race were like, they actually get paid to do it. It blew my mind. And I just was, I've been chasing that ever since. I was about it, 12 years old
0: to do it back to back, uh, is a pretty impressive feat. There's a lot of good sprinters around.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that race is very difficult to win. It's very dangerous. There's a lot of stress. Um, very dark, a lot of drunk people surrounding you. Yeah. Not the racers. I'm sorry about the spectators. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a party on wheels and, uh, I lived in Athens for a number of years, and hmm. I have a soft spot in my heart for that town. So, yeah, it was definitely a huge deal to actually pull it off. You know, it's, it's one thing to think you, you're the strongest or the fastest, but it's, it's, you have to put it together, and it's not easy.
0: But uh, in that second year, as you started, as you got into the final lap, what was uh, where was your head at, and, and when did you kind of know you had it? Oh man,
1: so yeah. In 2018, I lapped the field with Frank Treviaso, so I didn't think I had it until I crossed the line. Because wow. me and Frank go way back, and he's a beast. So uh, you know, I was happy to lap with him, like to mm-hmm. be to be up with him. And I also had a teammate, uh, Ryan Gomez, was with me, and uh, I believe one of the Molero brothers came with him. So I had the the strength. I mean, you know. Four guys. Left That's a good crew. That's a good group. One of them was so I put Gomez behind me for the lead out and and uh, as the insurance policy, and then I was actually able to to do it without him coming around me, which is I don't know I would have been fine if he won to, but um yeah, I he never count Frank out. That dude's a beast. <laughs> Frank the tank. He's uh yeah, I was nervous a little bit for sure. But mostly nervous like the worst thing that can happen is like a crash in the last corner and that's right that's where it's going to happen
0: so mm-hmm. yeah mhm you uh you also uh, early in your career uh relatively speaking took second uh here and got on the podium at the Nature Valley Grand Prix in Minnesota do you, uh do you have some specific recollections of that race
1: uh, very very vivid recollections um because my teammate also won Roy Sutherland, yep. was uh was in first Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had, you know, that was, that was a big, <clears throat> a big race. Like I know, I mean, it's a, that race is very historic, but you know, there was every big team domestic was there and, you know, it was us and Toyota and, uh, navigators and a number of other team that were teams that were sacked and it was super like cutthroat. Every stage yeah. was just, just a, just a free for all of, you know, beatings. And, uh, <laughs> it wasn't that we were getting, we weren't like giving, giving the beatings. It was, we had to earn every, every bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, I really, in my head was planning on winning that race. At, after that, ra- after I had gotten second to my teammate, it had been a big goal of mine to go back and win it. And unfortunately I was never able to do that. But, um, was still pretty cool to to go 1 2 there and yeah, yeah it was pretty impactful that that was my second year as a pro and I feel like that was one of the one of the first races that really kind of solidified my name as one of the the better domestic you
0: know sprinters mm-hmm. and that i mean it, it, it's such a perfect race for you with three crits in the in the the series it's a it's a perfect race for a guy like you
1: yeah i always liked the <clears throat> short-ish time trial, flat time trial. That year, we had to finish up the hill. But, uh yeah, you know, as long as right. the not, not too That's terribly right. long, I'm okay. I think I was, yeah, that was. I had a good time trial. Like, I was really motivated for those shorter TTs at that point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I knew that if I could do a good TT and still be able to sprint with a good team, I could probably win these stage races. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was gunning for, you know, the full package, so to speak, for those types of races.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. Mhm. Did uh, uh did did you approach Stillwater differently than the other crits even though the distance and the you know time was generally the same but with that hill did did you approach that race differently? You know, that's
1: that. a good race to have the lead on because if you can ride the front the whole day you have a much easier time than everybody else in the race. So we yeah. were in a good position. So I was, you know, safely tucked into our our team and I believe we had eight, eight guys there back then, so that's a big that's a big uh, chunk of guys in front of you. Yeah. So it was it was good. I mean, we didn't win that day, but we still still had Roy win the overall, and yeah, it was that's a hard day. I've had some hard moments on, on Stillwater.
0: <laughs> so as as you kind of look look forward a little bit, what uh, what do you see is uh, the rest of your career? How do you feel like? Uh, bike racing is going to shape up for you for the rest of your career
1: well if you'd asked me this 10 years ago I'd probably give you the same the same answer you know I, I'm i I'm still a kid riding my bike and trying to push myself to be the best I can be so I don't know I, I've, I basically have I've never expected to have a contract year after year after year like I never planned this out like I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this for 15 years. And, you know, I never, I don't have a plan for, I don't know how much longer I'm going to go for and I don't, you know, I I'm just taking it for, for what I can make with it. And when, when I have good teams like rally that, that want to, you know, support me and bring me in, then I'm, I'm pumped. If, If I'm still having fun race at races and I've got, a good crew that I'm traveling around with, you know, at this point now, I'm, I'm taking away from my family to go off on the road for, for week, weeks and months at a time to race. So if, uh, if I'm not around good people, that's, that's, that w- it won't do it for me. So I need good people. I need good, you know, races need to be stimulating. So, yeah, I think that there's, there's still a future for sure. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, seeing how we get through on the other side of this.
0: Yeah, have you? Uh, do you think bike racing is always going to be part of your professional uh, life, even after you're out of the pro peloton some many years down the road?
1: I think it would be crazy to think that I wasn't going to be involved in cycling or in racing to to some capacity. I just have no idea what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If it's, uh, you know, it really depends on what the next, what what kind of my next career path winds up being and and how that could potentially you know allow me to do some races or or support some races or I don't know who knows mm-hmm. yeah there's I just cool. like to make sure I, I want to make sure I have the opportunity to do a lot of cool stuff in my life so I'm not yeah. pigeonholing pigeonholing myself to to specifically staying in bike racing
0: are there some people in cycling over the years that you've particularly admired and sort of tried to emulate or watch their careers? Um, no,
1: I've kind of carved my own path. To be honest, I think you know after this call, I'll probably like think of five people that I should have been listing out here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that many uh, that many pros that kind of have my type of lifestyle i think most (laughs) most people are like really type a trainers and i'm i'm more like i I like to win in in whatever aspect i can i can do it in so like i'm just like i'm hunting that next win so bike racing has been very fulfilling in that sense i wish i could have won more but i was still able to win almost every single year of my career and uh just want to keep winning whatever it winds up being
0: that's that's really a, that's a great place for us to sort of wind down the conversation. But before I let you go, I always uh, ask people a little bit about their uh, their bike fleet and and some of their ambitions on on the bike. So what uh, what's in your garage right now?
1: Well, I have my felt AR, which is a brand new bike that felt has just released this year. Um, I'm no stranger to felt. I rode Felt back in 2017 with uh, with Halosco. Mm-hmm. And I also rode the AR, which is their aero frame. Um, I rode the AR back then. They've redesigned it now, so it has uh, its disc brakes. And I mean, the bike is, is absolutely incredible. It feels it feels super fast when you ride it. We had the re- the regular FR, which is the mm-hmm. round tube bike last year, yeah. and you can just you get on this new bike and you can just feel a couple k's an hour extra all day long. Nice. Um, so I have the felt AR disc, and that bike, 54 centimeter. That is a uh, amazing, amazing uh, whip. And then I have a felt breed, which is the gravel bike that I ride uh, a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, I have a
1: lot of a lot of good gravel here in the Asheville area where I live, nice. um, and I've also been. Uh, helping design the Belgium waffle ride, uh, race course. So I've been exploring a lot, exploring and riding a lot of, a lot of new gravel and realized that I've got gravel. I've got enough gravel that I don't really need to be spending really any time on pavement. So that's great. Kind of like kind of looking at this, like, what have I been doing all these years? I could have been riding (laughs) so much cool gravel, but now I've got a bike that can actually handle it. So, that's, uh, that's super cool. It's this, this got uh, 650 wheels with like a 44-mil uh, tire on it, so beefy cool. tires. Wow. Um, so I got that, which I ride a lot, too. And then I have a, um, a full suspension mountain bike as well that, uh, you know, we have Pisgah National Forest and DuPont State Forest mm-hmm. here. Uh, and those are both in my backyard. So, yeah, I ride the mountain bike uh, quite a bit, too that's that's really where i got started in racing Uh, as a junior i was a mountain bike racer for for my whole junior time so my my true heart in the sport is on the mountain bike
0: it sounds like you've got kind of the best of all worlds down there
1: we got good trails there's no doubt about that i think we have some of the best trails in the world there in, in uh western north carolina that's really cool
0: what, uh, what's the, the best place you've ever ridden? Where, where's the favorite place you've ever ridden?
1: Oh, that's a really tough question. I mean, I've, got, I've had so many awesome memories and so many great spots. I think some of the best trails I've ridden, honestly, uh, are in Moab. Moab, was, Moab Utah, was incredible. Uh, we did a, a team camp out there last year, and I was just blown away. You know, I grew up riding mountain bikes and racing mountain bikes, and Moab was always this iconic uh, location that you, know, you just have to go ride there because it's some amazing trails. And uh, so I kind of thought maybe it was um, hyped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, upon return, I told Ali <laughs> right away that we would be making a trip out there and just get ready. It's amazing. So, I, I you know, right now, off the top of my head, Oh, Moab was incredible, amazing, amazing trails.
0: Where do you have a, a place that's on your bucket
1: list? Um, would it count to go back to Moab with my whole family? <laughs> Could <Can> that work? <laughs> I definitely want to go camping out there again and uh, and ride a bunch of trails. And I, I just really love it out there. So, um, and then maybe do that to to BC. Maybe do mm-hmm. some, some some mountain biking in Whistler in that area. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been <laughs> riding my bike for so much that I feel like a lot of times that there's not much left on the riding bucket list, I except know. maybe to do it at a slower speed. <laughs> uh, Actually see the scenery when you go by. Like, whatever we do, I'm not going to race or I'm not going to like ride as hard as I can just to <laughs> set some record. If we go, I'm just going to yeah, party pace, please.
0: <laughs> Put the kids in the burley and off you go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh is there any resistance training have you gotten a burley so that you could do some resistance training <laughs> uh
1: like we have a trailer is that what you're talking about uh, yeah Yep. yeah i have a trailer that we am I've, I've i've taken a lot of rides with liam on usually he's good for about an hour back there so i do a little like recovery spin with him a lot of times i'll do a big ride and come back in and maybe grab him and do a little cool down or, or I can do vice versa, go out with him for an easy hour and then go do a hard training training day. So yeah, I think he, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, he likes to move a lot more now. So I think we're in that in between phase where I need to start to just get him riding along with me on some, some trails and stuff. So yeah. he wants to move. He's not really, he does <laughs> like it, but yeah, he's ready to pedal himself. That's awesome.
0: Do you have any other uh, secret training tips that you might want to share with people?
1: I mean, did we talk about the sauna already?
0: <laughs> um,
1: I don't know. I don't think there's much secret out there in training. Uh, yeah, make sure you eat enough food while you're out there riding and, you know, don't starve yourself. That's not a secret, okay? <laughs> um, maybe mountain biking is a, a pretty good secret weapon for, for sprinters because there's a lot of, you know, steep... steep uh, high-power stuff you have to do just to get through some of the stuff? Yep, I don't know. I don't, know there's a, yep. I don't have any secrets except make sure you set up a... Hey, here comes it's Liam. Happy
0: birthday. Is it my birthday? No, my birthday. Is your birthday?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with you in just a minute, little man. Tell Liam happy birthday. Bro. It's, <laughs> it's somebody's birthday. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, secret tips, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> eat good foods when you're out there and keep it fun and keep it different and
0: yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how do we get people to stay in touch with you? What, uh, how do you want to have people, uh, uh, stay connected with you?
1: I'm on the socials. I do Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook. Um, the JP Mur is my handle.
0: Well, well, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to share the, the links to your Instagram and your Twitter and, uh, get everybody out there to, uh, to connect with you. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great, John. It's been it's been a lot of fun talking with you. I hope I uh, hope you have a good uh, good good luck in the upcoming virtual race, and hope you get back out on the road soon.
1: Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on, and have a great rest of your day.